Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And you know that, oh, and for those of you who you know follow frequently, you'll realize the backdrop is a little different. I decided it was time to uh, change up my, uh, my scenery, so... We won't see certain things anymore, like my stairs, but you still might see the kitty cat come through. That's a new uh, addition to our house. But my guest today is someone that I am totally excited about, fangirling over, and so honored that he said yes to being on the podcast. And I know for those of you who listen to me that you know how important mindfulness and meditation is for me and how much it's meant to me in my personal and professional life for the last five years. But this is a man who's not only... Uh, a pioneer in how we um, can access these things, but he's really a pioneer in how we can access our own brains and the inner part of our, our beings to really capitalize on our full potential. So joining me today from far, far away in Portugal is my new friend. I'm just going to make sure that you, now you're my friend, Glenn, is Glenn Harold. <laughs> so Glenn, thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome, Michael. It's um, it's my honour, and yeah, I'm down here in Lagos in Portugal, and uh, it's a lovely part of the world. Very quiet at the moment, like everywhere is, but yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. I am so I'm actually very excited to go. My husband and I have been talking about the next places we wanted to go, and Portugal's on the list because I have some former colleagues that live there, and so we've been trying to get there for the last several years. It will happen. Planes will start yeah. flying again. <laughs> they will. So Glenn, you are you have a really interesting background that we'll dive into a little bit, but you describe yourself as an author, a musician, and you are a clinical hypnotherapist. Mm. So that's an awful lot. And now from what I know of you and what you do, I understand how, especially the musician and the hypnotherapy part of this work together, especially listening to um, many of your recordings. But, you know, how... Tell me, tell us a little bit about how you got into this. Your backstory is, is very interesting. I think you had a, a real tough start to your life, but you've really yeah. used all those experiences to not only help yourself, but help other people. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, it was um, a bit of an unconventional start in that when I was a kid, I had lots of, I grew up in a very dysfunctional household and I used to run away from home. I used to get in lots of trouble. I ran with a bad gang. 
Uh, but the one salvation at that time was that I got into like a, a punk band to start with. You know, I was like 16 and, and it kind of took me off the streets and I found something that I absolutely loved. So I learned to play the bass guitar, played in this band and, you know, just immersed myself in that. And it took my life off into a different direction. And then, yes, yeah, three years later, we, we won a national pop competition in the UK. And suddenly we had this um, 15 minutes of fame, you know, with these TV shows and, and it was fantastic. You know, suddenly I had a for the first time in my life, something good happened. And um, but it didn't last too long. You know, we were kind of, we were doing the sex and the drugs before we were famous. We should have at least, like the Rolling Stones, <laughs> waited till we got famous and then done it all. But we kind of did that. And we, we imploded, you know, we were very young and naive and it didn't last. But after that, I went out on this sort of cabaret circuit. And it was one night I was sharing the bill with a stage hypnotist and I was watching him manipulate the audience that it kind of sparked my interest in hypnosis. And I didn't want to do the entertainment thing. You know, I didn't want to make people dance around like chickens and things like mm -hmm. that. It was more about the power of hypnosis and the transformational uh, properties. You know, I saw something in that that I could, you know, I realized I could fix and heal a lot of the own, my own dysfunction from my childhood. So from there, I did a diploma with the British School of Clinical Hypnosis in London. And I loved it. I took to it like a duck to water. And and you know after two years they let me loose on the public and i never looked back i loved it i absolutely loved it and you know the, the most important thing i was healing a lot of my issues and you know my world was starting to change i was meeting much more positive people i was becoming more abundant in different ways and life then started to you know improve in so many ways and so i just kept on that path you know till till here i am you know 57 and living in a beautiful part of the world beautiful family and i've never been happier and it's, it's because so of that work you know work yeah and it's interesting too i love the fact that you said you know you watched the stage hypnotist and you said i know there's something there and i know there's a power there that can really tap into how your mind and your emotions and and the the mental parts of you can heal. But yeah. I, I know that I have friends who are um, in car sales and they hate it when people call them used car salespeople. And it's interesting how you've got, you know, connotations of salespeople versus uh, charlatans, stage hypnotist that's trying to do one thing to entertain versus a hypnotherapist who's trying to do this to heal. They don't yeah. have to be mutually exclusive, but yeah. unfortunately, sometimes people then will have fears about one because of the other. That's a really good point. And one of the first distinctions I always make with people is that the stage thing is very real, but it's using hypnosis in a certain way. You know, it's very manipulative, it's very controlling, and the stage hypnotist is looking for what they call somnambulists. So there's a small percentage of the audience that are very uh, compliant and will get up on the stage and will do those outrageous things. Mm -hmm. And so it's a totally different kind of hypnosis to what I do, which is using uh, hypnosis for therapeutic ends. And, you know, everything about it is different. The induction is different. The actual, um, you know, the way that I hypnotize people is, you know, much more gentle and safe and um you know and it's tailored to that individual person as well mm -hmm. so with it in a one-to-one -one session i'd get a lot of client feedback and 
you know, understand what they want to achieve and that kind of thing, and then tailor the hypnosis session for their specific needs. So they're, but you know, and the stage thing is a kind of uh, very genuine. You know, people often question, is it real? Are they really under hypnosis? And those people, you know, are they're in that state because there's that compliance factor, and they want to be there, and they're kind of uh, sort of um, hidden introverts. You know, they're their extrovert comes out and they, they play out all these roles on stage. So it's and a they very want formal. to dance like a chicken. They want to dance like a chicken and, yeah. you know, pretend that they're making love to a broomstick or whatever it is. <laughs> no? And it's true because they wouldn't choose to go on stage if no. they didn't have some desire to have proof that they could be hypnotized or that they, you know, could have that experience. And for people that are seeking, you know, that, that need outside validation, which we all do in different ways and nothing against them, you know, you can see how they will also be more likely to be susceptible to it. Yeah, that's it. And there's something within our brain called the hidden observer, which is uh, a protection mechanism. So that if anyone, even if you're in that deeply relaxed, uh, receptive state, if somebody gives you a suggestion that doesn't uh, resonate with you or is not compliant with your morals or whatever, you will reject that. The hidden, the, the hidden observer will process that and you'll reject it. So, you know, we've got, and when you're in a uh, trance state, you're always in control. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this misconception that you go into that state and you lose control. When the reality is you go into that state and you, you're much more in control than you are in your normal waking consciousness because that in that state you can you know take back control of habits that are out of your control in your conscious awareness you know if you've got a you know addiction to chocolate or something like that then you can in that state you can totally change that mm -hmm. you can take that it's like programming programming a computer so that what you put in is what you're going to get out so you can actually remove those old destructive programs and change them with you know more positive ones and Absolutely. a good example of that i did a thing in london a few years ago with uh, five celebrities for a magazine and it was quite a challenging thing because they wheeled in these celebrities and i had to hypnotize each one of them and get them over phobias and addictions in a busy london office you know with people walking about and and um, the lead celebrity was a lady called, um, oh my God, what was her name? <laughs> my mind's gone blank. She's, she's a famous celebrity in the UK, um, Andrea McLean. Okay. So come back to me. From the recesses of my unconscious mind, it came up. And she had an addiction, she had an addiction to chocolate, so much so that every day she ate a large bar of chocolate. And so I, you know, managed to get into a nice relaxed state and something was telling me that there was a, an undercover cause. There was an underlying cause. And so I did a bit of what they call hypnoanalysis and kind of asked her a few questions and got right to the heart of this issue. And what it was, her dad used to hide chocolate around the house when she was a young kid. And her and her sister used to go on this little adventure and try and find the chocolate. And when they did, it was this eureka moment. So there were all these positive emotions attached to finding chocolate and all this excitement, and she'd forgotten about it. But through hypnosis, it all came into her conscious awareness and she understood it for the first time. And it completely broke the power of this addiction. 
mm. because that was the thing that was feeding this uh, habit every day. And, um, and I also did this aversion thing on a raft about, so I got to imagine the chocolate mixed up with rotten fish and it smelled horrible and it was disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's why she did. said she took a bite and it was disgusting. <laughs> and it was that, and she said, you know, she rang me up a few weeks later and said that um, she couldn't even look at chocolate on the telly without having a, a gag reflex. Wow. So she'd gone from being totally addicted to it to finding it nauseous in, in that one session. So, you know, that's the power of it. When you, when you hit the mark like that, you can change these lifelong patterns of behavior in, in an instant. And, you know, and, and it's the same for everyone. You know, we're all running on conditioned patterns of behavior. Yes. You know, I am still, you know, I've been working on, you know, with hypnosis for 25 years, but there are still things I'm working on, you know, new things come up. We're all a work in progress. You know, I've never met anyone that's completely sorted. We're all, we're all on the path. Exactly. And it makes me think of, um, you know, long ago, I worked in pharmaceuticals and I called on psychiatrists and I remember, and I became very good friends with many of them. And the ones that I knew could uh, handle this statement, I would always tease them and say, you realize you all got into psychiatry because you're all crazy <laughs> for all your own stuff, right? You all had your own issue. So when you're in medical so school, true. you're like, hmm, surgery versus work on myself. I'm working on myself. <laughs> And like most therapists go into it. Most therapists go into it because we're, we're the ones that need the work the most, the help. <laughs> but then, you know, then there's the proof in that, you know, you, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the commitment to a cause for yourself and for others is when you take it and you understand it and you understand you're a work in progress and you're never trying to be perfect. You're just trying to continue to evolve. Yeah, that's the thing. And once you do, once you do get over these things, you become a very good teacher because You've done it from the ground up. You've done it for real. You're not learning it from a textbook. You've got over these things. So, you know, I have that empathy with clients because I, you know, most bad habits and addictions, I had them at one time. Yeah. You know, and I learned to get over them. So, you know, I'm, I, I have that sort of understanding of it and know where to go, you know, in the, in the sessions. So, yeah, I love I, it. I, so I love it. I, so I found you because of the app that I was listening to, which is Simple Habit. And yeah. I chose that as my meditation app because, uh, like I told you before we started taping, because often in my busy life, when I was traveling all over the place, I sometimes didn't have long enough for even a five-minute meditation. And most of their meditations are five minutes or less. And uh, then I came across uh, yours in there, and you had a number of them on sleep. And sleep now, so when I found mindfulness and meditation about five years ago, if you look at my sleep today versus then, it's so radically different. My husband doesn't even recognize me anymore. And I used to, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and the brain was on fire and I'd have, you know, racing heartbeat and all those things. And, and mindfulness and meditation has so helped that. But then going through the first hypnosis session of yours there was like taking it, it was like, you know, from, you know, climbing a hill to climbing Mount Everest. It was so amazing to me, the level of relaxation that I achieved. And there in the beginning, a couple of times I would turn it on in the middle of the night if I hadn't done it before and, you know, right back to sleep, but really deep. And that's how I found all your other, found your app with everything on it. And one of the things I really, really love is how you are talking as you are 
putting me into trance or whomever, you know, I, I just feel like it's just for me at that moment, is this sense of all these positive things you're saying. And, you know, and it takes so much judgment off yourself because, you know, one of the things you always say, don't worry if you don't fall into trance too quickly. You might just enjoy all the subtle changes in your awareness and you have all these things that are telling me constantly, it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay just to take this for what it is, but we're going to yeah. go someplace within you that's really positive. And I think that, you know, the more I listen to them, in fact, this morning in preparation, I, I did the one on unleashing your potential since my business is called shock your potential, uh, which I've yeah. done several times, but it's, it's such a sense of, of, you know, giving yourself a pat on the back for just doing something for yourself. You know, yeah. we don't, I think as a as society, take enough time to just appreciate the things that we try and do for ourselves. Give ourselves a little break, give ourselves a sense of, Hey, that was something you just did for you. And if it's good for your health and your mental health and your physical health, it's good for your family and your community and your job. You know, there's so many repercussions for just taking a little time to be good to yourself. And I know that that's one thing that's really, I have just thoroughly enjoyed. And I'm assuming that you find that from other people, especially different things that I've read and the things that people have said about you, you know, that that's one of the things that's a common theme. Yeah. I mean, I love that, that um, thing where, you know, I'm really communicating with the unconscious mind. And before I ever made a recording, I've literally seen a thousand or more clients. So, you know, I'd, I'd had a lot of experience working one-to-one -one with people. And, you know, when you are in that state, when you're in that deeply relaxed state and you're very receptive, you know, it's so easy to take on board those suggestions that maybe you wouldn't in your normal waking consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, that feeling of really loving yourself and feeling good about yourself. You know, we're often our own worst critics, aren't we? And, oh, you know, yes. normal waking consciousness, someone pays you a compliment, we especially British people, you know, we tend to be very self-effacing and we can't handle that kind of thing, you know, but it's when you're in that relaxed state, there's no, there's not that uh, filter, you know, we're just in that pure state where we, we want to hear that and we want to absorb it. And I use something on the recordings where I get people to um, repeat the affirmations mm -hmm. and really get every cell in your body to resonate with that affirmation and believe it, take ownership of it. And, you know, when people do that on that deep level, it stays with them. Yes. So that's, that's what I, I love doing, you know, so I, you know, the recordings, I learned to sort of craft them and use music and certain sounds and frequencies to sort of enhance that process. And, you know, I always wanted to make powerful recordings that really did make a, an impact on people and affected them in a positive way. But, um, you know, I, I, it's, yeah. I love doing that. You know, I wanted to make them safe as well. So that was a key thing. I had to make them safe, but also very powerful. And, and that was it, you know, the echoes I'm, I'm looking at the moment. I found this technique where you can actually create eight dimensional sound. And oh it's where you have headphones on, right. but you hear the sounds in different parts of the, the, the hemisphere. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You can hear it from above. You can hear it from below and also 360 degrees. So I'm kind of just figuring out the technology to be able to do that. So I want the affirmations to then sort of really swirl around when you've got the headphones on. So they're sort of 
very trancey and trippy and mm -hmm. you know and, and you get lost in it you know that's the thing it's got to be an enjoyable experience when you listen to the recordings mm -hmm. i wanted to make it an enjoyable experience because i figured if people enjoyed it they'd take it on board that much more and so that's so what you're doing is going to have more sounds than are there because one of the things i love about it is you know especially i think it's you know one of the things you say frequently is go deeper deeper and then i'll hear it here and i'll hear it here yeah. and i'll hear it here and you hear it all yeah. over and and it's a little quieter and a little quieter and my mind strains for it you know yeah, craving it. onto it yeah yeah uh -huh. that's the technique i use at the moment on the recordings and it's a really yeah it's something i i know people really like and but this new new sound is something that's even deeper it kind of makes the sound kind of feel like you're uh yeah in a in a stadium and the sound is coming from all directions wow so i'm just looking into that so i'm always looking to like improve on what i've got and go forward you know because i think it's probably my musician background you know when whenever whenever we wrote a song it was always the best song ever but then two months later it wasn't it was we needed to write a better one so i've still got that going on exactly yeah well i um before when we're done we'll have all of the links to all of your social media obviously to your website i know actually you are you have a download for uh, my listeners and viewers which is one of two different versions of your sleep um, hypnosis. I think one with an awake ending and one with a sleep ending. So we'll yeah. have all that uh, for people to, to be able to do. Um, yeah. How, you know, thinking about, thinking about how you, if somebody asked you today, you know, just out of the blue, they knew nothing about you, you know, what you, what you do or what difference that you make, how you help, you know, people reach their potential. How do you describe that? How, how do you try and, you know, make it compact so somebody who really doesn't know and understand and might not really be open to the concept of hypnotherapy how do you help them see at least a glimmer of what it might mean for them i think um the thing that i like to give people is the belief the belief that they can you know fulfill their potential because you know i i for one was a kid that was kicked out of school when i was 15 no qualifications the headmaster told me I was the worst kid he'd had in the school for 10 years. You know, for a long time, I believed that. I believed I was a failure. I believed I was no good. When I got into my adult life, I completely bombed, you know, because I had all of this, these beliefs. And, you know, little by little, when I got into, you know, hypnotherapy and uh, meditation, and I got into other healing therapies as well that helped me, you know, I turned all that around and achieved more than I could have ever believed back then and you know so I like to give people that same belief that what whatever start you had however stuck you feel however overweight you feel however broke you are however you know bad life is you can change it you really can you know but you've the key to it is you've got to do the work from the inside out mm -hmm. and and I use the analogy that if you wanted to build a really fit physique you'd work out three or four times a week and you know you then your body would tone you get fit and healthy and that's the way it works and the mind is the same you know if you do want to transform your life then use self-hypnosis three or four times a week and program yourself with new thoughts and beliefs and clear out those old failure programs or you know addictions or whatever it is that's holding you back 
and it works it works for anyone it's not you know exclusive to some people but you've got to do the work and you know for me when i learned that and i came across that i completely immersed myself in it because i i so wanted to change my life you know at the time i was driving a mini cab in the, the west end of london at night i was driving through the night and meeting all kinds of weird and wonderful characters and occasionally playing my guitar in clubs and and i wanted out i wanted something different so bad that when i found this tool for change i just immersed myself in it and did it every single day and i used to have a list of goals i wanted to achieve i wrote them down and you know i, I used to visualize and when i was driving the cab i'd be saying them like a mantra you know i'd be saying things like i'm always in the right place at the right time abundance comes freely and naturally to me all of my needs are constantly met you know and i i probably said that about a hundred thousand times you know because i kept on saying it so you know the world started to respond to me differently and and that's it you know so if you do that work life changes and you know you don't have to stay stuck with these things i really like that it's a sense of reprogramming and understanding that we have to reprogram it's not that we're broken we can't be fixed or it's not that all of a sudden one day we're going to wake up and be different you have to put in the work and I'll, yeah. I'll put in another little testimonial because I, um, when I bought the app with all the different, um, uh, different types of meditations in them, what the first one I did was on exercising and probably about a week and a half before I found your recordings, um, I had started, uh, well found the whole list. I had the sleep ones. I've been on the sleep ones for a while. But um, before I found the whole list, I had just started a new fitness uh, program. So I had a fitness coach. And then, you know, a week later, everything went crazy in the world. Um, and, but I was doing the fitness one because even though I like to be fit, there was always something that would keep me from going to work out or going to run or that little bit of hold back or maybe a little fear. And now every day we have been doing something for, you know, the past six weeks and mm -hmm. I lost 12 pounds. So <laughs> now that also has to do with how I'm eating and while I'm working with the coach, but also sticking with it. So I would listen to the weight loss one. And it was just such a good reinforcement that I will put in good food in my body. When I put yeah. good food in my body, my body will feel better, you know, and all yeah. those subtle, those subtle um, affirmations that are coming through the app at the same time, when you're trying to do something that's life changing, it's not, you know, it's not one's exclusive of the other, but working in tandem, I just feel fantastic. And it's, it's to me, that's such a great reminder of just resetting your behaviors, resetting your patterns starts in your brain. Yeah. And when you can get your brain there, your body will follow. Exactly. That's it. And you can enjoy that process, you know, so you can enjoy working out, you can enjoy eating healthily. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that's the thing. It's, um, you know, when you program yourself from the inside out, these new habits become enjoyable. There's not a hardship. You know, when you think of dieting, there's so many negative uh, connotations yeah. and associations with that. So, you know, don't think of these things as hardship. It's something that you're just changing your beliefs from the inside out and enjoying this whole process, this new life, you know, it's, and it's so rewarding, you know, it's like when you, you know, and you actually, when you do this, you know, when you eat healthily, when you exercise regularly, when you think these positive thoughts, you know, you raise your vibration, you raise your energy. And it's amazing how, you know, that you then connect with positive people and positive opportunities. Things come to you easily and naturally. 
because you know you're actually vibrating at a different frequency so yeah that one is amazing too the vibration raise your energy and thinking is that the one with the feather that you're uh imagine the feather that's brushing everything away i can't remember what that one's in i think so yeah it's a long time i've made so many recordings now and i forget (laughs) what's in them there's one where you Imagine a feather and you're brushing off everything around you so that your vibration can, you know, come through or something. I mean, and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> it might be a spiritual healing. Maybe so. I think they, they might have renamed them on that. Uh, I've become a groupie, obviously. Like I know <laughs> I'm going to be your crazy uh, hypnosis stalker. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's, that's cool. I'm quite happy with that. You know, it's been a long time since my music days, you know, so. <laughs> got new, new kinds of groupies. Well, at least I got the punk hair color. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I had um, green hair back in those days. Excellent. Green, green, spiky, green spiky hair, dog collar. Dog collar and what they call bondage trousers. Do you have those world. pictures on your website? I don't think I've seen those. those Do you know be what? Really I, I, I can't, I've never been able to find any of the, my punk pictures because my, my parents oh. virtually disowned me. Because back, well, back then, when, when all that happened in like the sort of uh, 76, 77, it was so revolutionary. It was so out there yes. that, you know, it was only like kids who were into it. Anyone over 25 hated it and didn't get it. So <laughs> we were really on our own. It was kind of, the you know, nowadays you've got the generation gaps closed, isn't it? Because you've got, mm-hmm. you know, parents who are into like the Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, all that, you know, and their kids. So whatever their kids doing is not really, there's not much of a gap. Yeah. You know, whereas my day, you know, it was totally different. Punk came along and it was like nothing that had ever existed. <laughs> it was like ground zero. I love it. Thank yeah. God there was no Facebook those days. Exactly. <laughs> well, Glenn, we're wrapping up. I am, I have just really enjoyed this. So a couple of questions that I always ask everybody is, is if you could go back at any point in time and talk to the younger Glenn and tell him anything that would have shocked his potential further and faster, gotten you to the same place, you know, what kind of words of wisdom would you, would you give him oh, man, knowing what you know question. now? I mean, I, I would have told myself just to believe in yourself. You know, you've got, you've got, you know, like we all have, you've got talent and gifts and you can achieve whatever you want to, you know, so I would have, it would have just instilled belief you know, and, and given him the confidence to, you know, and, and, and let go of any fear, you know, fear of being judged or whatever. Just let all that go and just trust in your own self and your own intuition. And yeah, I would have really reinforced that. I love it. And I, you know, it's amazing how many of my guests, no matter what the topic is, say something so similar. Just, yeah. you know, if we could all go back and tell, tell ourselves just to relax a little bit and Understand that it's going to be fine. Oscar Wilde said youth is wasted on the young. That's so true. (laughs) You know, if if I knew then what I know now, I honestly believe I'd have been a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Anyway. Well, like I said, we'll have all of your uh, social media links, but just for anybody who's listening and driving and, you know, wants to search you out right now, and hopefully they won't be typing and driving, but, uh, and don't do it whilst driving. I love it when you say that. (laughs) And no accounts do this whilst you are driving. Well, I Um, still get people saying to me, I still get people saying to this day, I was listening to you in my car. driving. No, 
only if it's an interview, not a meditation. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. And I even at a radio station in London once, got hold of one of my recordings and was playing it on air. No. Yeah, yeah. That's not a good and idea. Not a good idea. Not if you're going into a deep trance and you're, you know, trotting down the motorway at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> no kidding. Oh my goodness. So, but if somebody wants to find you, um, tell them the best ways for them to find you. So um, I'm on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, glennharold.com. Um, yeah, those are the best ways. Perfect. And there's two uh, R's in Harold, just for everybody who is looking it up. So that's a little unusual yeah. on the U.S. Uh, spelling, but uh, don't want to have anybody miss it. That's it. And be before we go, any last uh, words of advice or pearls of wisdom? I think at the moment, you know, it's a crazy time, isn't it? We're in a really crazy time. So I think, you know, for me, I, I, you know, I don't watch any news because, you know, it's, there's a lot of fear being put out by the news and, you know, it can affect your, your thinking. So, you know, I can still keep up to date with everything, you know, on, on, uh, on the internet. So, you know, stay safe and, you know, don't let the fear get hold of you. That's the thing, you know, because if the fear gets hold of you, it lowers your vibration, you get stuck. And, and I've got a, I've actually got a free recording on uh, YouTube and it's 396 Hertz Solfagio Meditation. And I put it up there especially for this time because uh, Gregorian monks used to chant at that frequency to dispel fear. Ah. So it's a really good one. So the meditation is all about that letting go of fear. It's a little bit, uh, it's kind of very spiritual. So for those, you know, of, of that mindset, it's, it kind of takes you in that direction. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a good one for today. So let go of the fear, stay positive, stay in your own space, eat healthily, exercise regularly, and you'll be fine. Wonderful. Glenn, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so very much for being my guest. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.